0: Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. Today's show is going to be all about Amazon PPC, pay-per-click advertising. You must master this stuff if you want to win as an Amazon seller in 2023 and beyond. And to talk about it, we have got uh, one of the, uh, the, the the great minds in the space. I was going to call you a guru then, but that's that's not really a good thing anymore. Is it? It's a bit of a negative. So yeah. uh, Mina Elias, hopefully I'll pronounce your name right there. Uh, welcome to Perfect. the show today.
1: Thank you for having me, man. I'm very excited. Definitely not a guru. I, I uh, <laughs> live, live and breathe the you know Amazon advertising, and and uh, you know we spend right now we're spending like $3 dollars a month, which is insane uh, on on Amazon. So we're getting a ton of data, and, and we're doing it profitably. Obviously, not just spending mm. for the sake of spending. Um, so I'm like a heavy practitioner, and I'm not one of those guys that built the agency and now other people do the work. Like I'm mm. in there every single day, like. How can we be one percent better that's one of our core values one percent better every day so i'm like how can we be a little bit better with the ads how can we be a little bit more efficient and so it's kept me as you know i, I want to stay as a practitioner forever because i feel like the second that i you know step back I, I might be worried about like us keeping uh up with amazon and innovation and stuff like that
0: yeah i love it man because it's changing so much right and that's what we'll, we'll kind of get into and talk through how Amazon PPC is different now to how it may have been 12 months ago. And I think a lot of people can um, fall into the trap of doing it the same way they've always done it when the market is you know, really changing. So we'll definitely get into that. And I'd love to hear about a bit about the, um, you know, the journey of the agency as well. It's obviously the topic is going to be Amazon PPC, but I suppose that would be a, a good intro because you've done your story on loads of different podcasts. You've probably been on hundreds of different podcasts by now. I see you everywhere. Um, but so to give maybe a little bit of a different spin, talk us, to us about the agency uh, because that kind of establishes your credibility, of course. Um, what, uh, what made you kind of get that started? Uh, Trivium, right, the, the agency?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... Very good question. I started with MMA Nutrition, which is the supplement brand. And and in uh, the end of 2020, early 2021, um, an aggregator reached out to me. They said, uh, you know, we've heard you on so many podcasts. Uh, uh, We're looking for uh, someone who can train our in-house team. We're building like a team. We don't want to rely on agencies. We need someone who can train them to be, you know, really good at Amazon advertising. I said, cool, I I can do it. Here's a proposal. Here's everything that we can cover. Here's samples of all of my work. And then they uh, are like, "Okay, can you run one of our brands um, just to prove that you know what you're doing?" I ran one of their brands. It was me and, and you know one employee, and uh, I was doing strategy, he was doing execution uh, and and uh, you know four months later they're like, "You know we have six other agencies that we've brought on, and you have you've brought the biggest improvement and returns for us uh, on our brands. Uh, let's move forward And I was sitting there thinking I'm like. Man, I have a massive Amazon personal brand. I have beat the best uh, that uh, and and uh, com- uh, an aggregator that's raised two hundred, three hundred million dollars. I you know ha- can hire anyone, and and they ha- they you know I've beat the best, and I, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy mm-hmm. I enjoy like problem solving. I enjoy that whole aspect of Amazon advertising, and and constantly like figuring things out and adapt. You know, it's very, it's it aligns with what I want to do. And at the end of the day, I'm not married to. Selling supplements, or I'm not married to, uh, you know, whatever. I, as long as it brings me freedom—freedom freedom, uh, financially, freedom of location and time—I'm building, I'm helping people, I'm, I'm adding value to the, to, you know, in, in exchange making money. Um, let's do it. Why not? And that's how the agency started. So I started there, and, and obviously there was a massive demand of people wanting me to run their ads, and I always turned them down. I said, no, 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 I, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm just a brand. I want to have a hundred million dollar supplement brand. <clears throat> that never obviously ended up panning out i still have mma nutrition does about twenty twenty five thousand 25000 a month in profits uh you know pretty passively but um you know besides that i'm like okay i don't think starting a company called mma nutrition in when i was whatever uh 26 or you know and, and i didn't know anything about business uh that's that's not going to be my home run and uh i was just lucky that it actually ended up working and making me uh, you know pretty good salary but Besides that, I don't think it's going to be a hundred million dollar company. And I I hit that fork in the road, and I'm like, you know what? I actually, you know, people want me to do this. No one's Mm -hmm. asking me, Mina. what you know, I need more. You know, hydrolyte. I'm I'm gonna (laughs) die without it. But people are like, my my friend would literally call me and be like, please, like, what do you need me to do? How much? I said, no, I don't. I don't want to do it. I I don't want to get involved. I don't want to deal with clients. And and I was having these conversations all the time, like every time someone would see me, man, I loved everything that you shared on this podcast, you gave me so much value, uh, like if you ever have an agency, let me know, I'll be the first client, all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'll be stupid to keep saying no forever, uh, you know, especially because I should, you know, it's business, you should never be married to a product, never be married to a business, never be married to anything, it's at the the goal uh, at the end of the day i know what my goals are my goals are are, it doesn't matter how i get there my goals are like you know to live a good life provide for my family um you know have freedom all of this stuff and and it has nothing to do with what i do i could i could literally restart everything in the hospital industry i could go start an engineering firm and and you know restart everything it it doesn't matter as long as i'm able to work whenever i want demonstrate a lot of value add people uh, add value to people help them so i can get money money you know back um, do whatever I want. Great, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that. So yeah. that's how the agency started. And then you know, as soon as I started announcing that I have an agency, it was just people, you know, one after the next, after the next, after the next. And and um, the way that I did it was a little bit different. So uh, I I know how traditional agencies built their teams, but I had my team built for MMA nutrition and I said okay I know the key players I know I need a senior strategist who, who understands the strategy behind you know long term and then I need someone who's in the day-to-day advertising literally like living breathing bid optimization and launching campaigns and all of this stuff he's living in the numbers and I know I needed a brand manager for all the miscellaneous that is for Amazon and, and I know I needed an analyst because it's it's um, you know it's below their pay grade when you're the ads manager and you're the strategist to constantly collect data and all of this stuff and and present it in a nice way. It's like it's a it's a lower hourly task yeah. than than living and trying to recognize patterns and tracking organic rank and all this stuff. So I built that team and I said, okay, cool. Um, how, how many brands do I think can can this team handle? And we started adding one brand at a time. And I would say, you know, how are you guys doing? How are you doing on capacity? We added one brand, and then the next, and then the next, and we we kept, you know, interviewing these brands and saying, what better? What can we do better? What more can we do? How can we be better? How can I serve you better? Oh, organic rank, perfect. Let's start tracking organic rank. Oh, market tracker, perfect. Let's start tracking your market. Um, you know, I, I would like this. Can you merge my listings? Can you do this? Can you do that? And we just kept stacking the, the needs and the wants of, of these brands. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now I have a team that is serving brands in an incredible way. The strategy has always been there. The, like we can strategize, right? But, it, but it's like, how can we strategize and also serve you really, really well? And and uh, then we, we ended up with you know, something that's, that's very, very valuable, which is a team that that's incredibly efficient. Um, not managing too many brands. I think we average four or five brands per team. Um, and then, you know, from there it's like best analytics that we can give out best reporting, best over communicating, all of this stuff. We ended up with a great service. And then from there, it was just a matter of, you know, let's, let's, uh, you know, find the, the, who's the, the people that we add the most value to. And, you know, it's kind of the people who are doing, you know, ten thousand a month in profit or more, uh, mm-hmm. because then our price point is not doesn't hurt their bank too much, and we know that in a couple months we can uh, coup our costs, and then it's bonus growth, growth, growth. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, ones that we found, okay, they have a good conversion rate, they just they don't understand their traffic. There's a lot of inefficiency in their PPC, and so we dialed that in, and it's like, okay, find more of those people, bring them in continue to improve the service and continue that feedback loop of how can we be better? How can we be better? How can we... I think this is the thing that I do more aggressively than anyone I've ever seen. Uh, every time I have a conversation with anyone, I'm like, can you tell me one thing that I, I can mean a personally be better at? Not, not like mm-hmm. the, the company, but just me personally. And I've just taken that to the agency. I'm like, if you, if you guys are not every single day asking for feedback, how can we be better? How can we be better in every single aspect? we're, we're falling short because, you know, at the end of the day, you're just trying to serve someone in, to the best of your abilities and just asking the question daily, you can constantly iterate. And, and, uh, that's yeah, yeah. now we do over, we have a, over a hundred, I think we have a brands under management and, um, close to 60 people. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's started, you know, from mid, mid to 2021 and it's now early 2023. So it's been a fast growth, but you know, mm. we're, it's crazy i had the personal brand i had the personal brand to support it uh, i had the knowledge it's, it's just it came down to a matter of uh, making sure the quality doesn't go down as we grow because that's the number mm. one thing that i'm worried about is you know are, are we going to grow too fast and then things are going to start slipping through the cracks and I, I don't want that to happen
0: definitely yeah i mean so much to unpack for me there i think the um, how you scale an agency without it um, you know the quality of what you do is, is a whole nother That's like a whole podcast episode in itself but um, in terms of like breaking down the PPC side of things I suppose my first question to you that first came up is when you're talking about how you outperformed agencies for the aggregator uh, the first question of course is, is how like what, what did you do that was different to what top level agencies were doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, we are very, very, very in the details, and um, I, like the other agencies use software. Uh, you know, they do all this stuff. We live inside of the data in Excel. We don't. We don't rely on any software. We don't need a software to, to iterate. We don't. And and we understand. Um, we everyone in the company has first principle thinking. I I put this controversial post up on, uh, and I I want to ask you this question too. Can you prove that the PPC sales you see in campaign manager are accurate? Not not, not attribution delay or any, can you prove that it's accurate? Mm. How can you prove that that number that you see, yesterday it says that you made a thousand dollars in sales, in mm. PPC sales. Can you prove that that number is accurate? Uh,
0: I, I mean, I guess you can't, thinking about it. No, you can't. I mean, no, you just trust it.
1: Exactly. So you can't now. Guess who figured this out years ago? Facebook marketers. Facebook marketers mm-hmm. would run a, run an ad campaign on Facebook. Facebook would say that you know they, they this one got a thousand dollars in sales. This one got a thousand dollars in sales. And they go on the Shopify and they only got fifteen hundred dollars in sales. And they're like, hmm. Okay. So who's lying? You know yes. what I mean? And they yeah. understood that there is an attribution issue, so they started doing things differently. They started saying, "Okay, this one is reporting. This one is reporting. Let's cut down and let's see what happens to our total Shopify sales." So they're like, "Okay, this one, you know, this one's doing this. This one's doing this. Let's cut a hundred dollars from here. What happens? Uh, okay, we went from fifteen hundred to fourteen hundred. Let's cut this one. Went from fifteen hundred to twelve hundred. Okay, okay, okay. This is let, let's bring that one up. You know, let, and and they started doing these things." And they're like, okay. And then there's obviously software like Triple Whale and all these other software that help you do that. But they figured that out. And then I'm like, I'm seeing all of these discrepancies in, in the in the patterns. And I'm like, okay, uh, I have you know these campaigns. I'm spending a little bit less money. Uh, it's weird how the PPC sales, like you know, if you look at the PPC sales, it looks like this, very scrambled. Uh, I, I lower the, the you know this they they go down up down uh, you know I increase they go down it doesn't make any sense let's look at total sales and so ignore PPC sales you increase spend sales go up you decrease sales go down you're like okay cool what's what's the explanation there's something wrong in the middle there's there's a lack of correct attribution so the data must not be accurate okay and because we know that the data is not accurate now I went to my team I said. Everything that we do is iterative, and everything that we do has to tie back to, to three core numbers. Your ad spend, your revenue, and your profit. Everything else doesn't matter. Your ecos, tacos, this, that. Obviously, conversion rate and click-through rate are all good indicators, but what's the true stuff? The true, true, true stuff is your PPC spend, you're getting charged you know, yeah. from your revenue your revenue is real revenue uh, and if you run the date range report that that ends up with like okay this is how much money is being transferred to your bank account and then your profit is the only number that really matters cuz that's how much money you're going to keep in the bank and so you know people are like what, I always get this question in in like a client interview or like a, you know when we're having a sales call they're like what what tacos do you shoot for i'm like what, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> wh- uh, you know, like what what body fat percent, uh, what what weight? It's just, it's so, like, are we talking about someone who's like really big or really small? And so they're like, what tacos do you, do you ship for? I'm like, I don't know. If I increase the tacos, maybe the profit goes up. If I decrease the tacos, maybe the profit goes down. So who cares about the tacos, right? They're like, yeah, actually, mm-hmm. if you did lower the tacos and the profit went down, I wouldn't want that. So I'm like, so why do I care about tacos? I care about profit. That's the, the important one. And so yeah. once everyone understood that, I'm like, okay, now everything else that we do, yes, we do have some indicators like what is a keyword that's spending money and not making sales, this keyword. But when you're going to add it as a negative, keep an eye out on, on uh, total sales. And if you start adding a bunch of negatives and you notice the total sales drops and those are all negative keywords that spending money and not making sales, then something's up then maybe they, they're actually doing something but we don't know but because of the total, total sales drop, they shouldn't. If, if you have keywords that are spending money not making sales, you, you negative them, you should spend less money and make the same sales. They weren't contributing. So now that the team understood that, that's how we started outperforming people. That, that was the first part is mm-hmm. we stopped looking at, at the wrong things and the in-between things and we looked at the, the end, the ends, like PPC spend, I can control. Uh, you know, sessions, I don't know. Uh, maybe sessions is accurate. Maybe it's inaccurate. It's a good indication of things that are happening, but, I, but I'm not basing a lot of real decisions on it. You know, if my PPC spend goes up and I notice my impressions are going up, okay, that's that's something that, I, I mean, it's a total number of impressions. Uh, what's happening to my revenue? Is that is that going up? If that's going up, cool. If impressions are going up, revenue is not going up, I try and, and figure out what's happening. Am I increasing bids on things that are not actually driving sales or, or what, what's going on there? So yeah. as long as I'm looking at those main numbers that are actually you know, true, like when you boil everything down to the bottom, that's the true number, um, that's number one. Number two, our analytics really uh, became much more advanced than, than other people's. Um, I mean we get uh, people that, that are coming from other brands uh, other agencies all the time right and th- this is even when i was consulting right i was just helping people they pay me an hourly and and i would talk to them and then they're like here this is what the, this agency sent me and they would send them like PP- sponsored product uh, cost the uh, display sponsor brand acos tacos PPC sales total sales and i'm like this is this data number one being one summary does not help because if i don't know what the trend is how can i make a decision is this getting better or getting worse right so Mm -hmm. you just sending me that or you sending me you know like a month over month without any sort of like you know let me show you some some trends that doesn't help me that's number one number two there's so many uh, metrics in the middle that are missing. So we weren't looking at sessions, which is the number of people coming into the listing. We l- weren't looking at the cost of traffic, which is the cost per session. As I increase my my um, ad spend, I'm, I'm getting more people into the listing. What's the cost of every single person coming in? Uh, conversion rate and click-through rate were often left out. Cost per click was highlighted. I'm like, who cares what the cost of the click is? You care about making money. The cost of the click is is one in a million things that affect how much money you're making, right? Because the cost yeah. per click can be super high. If your conversion rate is high, who cares? If your conversion rate's 55%, spend $3 a click.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and, and you, every two clicks, you're making money. It's a, a printing machine, a money printing machine. But but if your cost per click is $1.50 and your conversion rate's 3%, good luck. You know, you're, you're gonna need $30 to make a sale. No one was talking about the, the you know cost of acquisition, blended mm. cost of acquisition. Mm. How is that changing? And then another thing that, that I realized I was doing uh, that maybe others weren't is people were were optimizing and launching. They were doing all these different things. And and um, you know after a while I started you know when I was trying to do a lot of like pattern recognition, you know the spend would go from like four thousand to forty five hundred a week. And uh, I would go to my team and i say, What did, did you do? They're like, Well, we launched five new campaigns uh, and then we added some negatives and then we lowered the bids here and then we increased the bids here. I'm like, You guys just went in, in four different directions or, or at least two opposing directions. What What's the goal here? Are we trying to scale or are we trying to optimize? Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make more money or less money? Or, you know, make more revenue or make more? Pro- like, which one? They're like, Well, you know, I, I guess the, the 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 main thing is they're trying to scale revenue. I'm like, Okay. Don't do anything other than increase. Increase bids, increase budgets, launch new campaigns, increase bid by placement. And, and let's keep sponsored brand and video and all this stuff, we'll talk about it in a second. You know, let's yeah. keep it on the side. But let's do the increase stuff. Okay, cool, we only do these actions. The 4,000 becomes 5,000. Sessions go up, revenue goes up. Okay, great, we moved in the right direction. Good action, do it again. And, and let me know if we can keep tolerating that loss and profit, because obviously as you launch new stuff, you, you know some of it doesn't work that that's a profit hit cool now we're moving in one direction okay guys we're st- i'm starting to see a little bit diminishing returns let's not do any more in this way let's do all back to optimizing um you know lowering bids adding negatives if the bid by placement didn't work drop it back down um if you see some keywords with high sponsored rank high organic rank try cutting down the sponsored rank a little bit see if organic rank gets affected if it doesn't great we may, maybe we saved some money maybe it shows up in the top of page one and the bottom of page one uh, and and uh, it's different people that are seeing the, the 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 two listings instead of the same people you know that could be clicking on the sponsored even though they could have clicked on the organic and then we do those actions we notice spend goes down uh, sessions go down sales go down a little bit less and then profits go up and I'm like okay cool I just figure something out. If we're going to you know, take action to to scale or optimize, keep everything in the same direction. Now, per product, per product. The, obviously, you can have one product that's in a launch phase, you're blowing it up. Another one that's very mature and you're trying to optimize. Each product is, is its own individual person, uh, own individual identity. Treat it however you would treat it, but each one should have a very clear goal what the next few weeks look like instead of just scale, optimize, scale, optimize, all at the same time. And, uh, you know, that's kind of at least just on the performance side, the communication, all this stuff is a whole separate thing. But, Mm. you know, that's kind of how we started outperforming people is we started living in the details. We started having this first principle thinking of questioning everything and saying, is this true? Is this not true? Can you prove it? Can you prove Mm. it to me? And then Anyone that you ask, can you prove that these PPC sales are accurate? I have this whole thing going on LinkedIn. No one can actually prove it, and I, I know I'm right because I'm like, there is no proof. There is no proof. There is no. You, on, uh, the the only thing that you can do is you can start with a product from zero, launch uh, ads, and, and then it, it control every single sale and see. If the attribution is correct, but obviously it's impossible at scale to, to do that. So it's like, you can never, you can never ma- prove it. You can never prove that the numbers that they're telling you in, that's recorded as PPC sales. A- and PPC sales also affect organic sales. So not only do PPC does PPC spend and sales affect organic sales, but also we don't even know if this is attributing all the right things, or it could be that yeah, it, yeah. more of it should be organic, or more of it should be sponsored. That is just there's a gap, and and and, yeah. uh, and and it's you know as a result, it's like okay, cool. If we go down to first principle thinking, we have really good analytics. We take one direction at a time. We ended up really doing a good job, and, and um, the other part of it also is that everyone on my team is is like a, a, a business brand builder. Like they they are not looking at ads only. Like my my mm. my ads guy, he's like, hey, did, you know, just want to tell you know one of your products is now twenty eight days of stock remaining. I've noticed that as your stock went down, your sales have also gone down. With all things uh, been the same. This could be a co- contributing factor. You know, most marketers or that are just focused on advertising, aren't going to start looking at things like that. They're like, mm-hmm. I know, you know, I, I just ran an ana- analysis on your competitors and it seems like your click three, has been going down over time and they are all talking about this value proposition in their images. And, and you aren't, mm-hmm. you know, this, this could be something. So now they that they have like this entire holistic approach to, it's not. It's a funnel. Okay. We're launching campaigns. We're getting more impressions. More people seeing us at the top. A certain number of those people convert into clicks and sessions, uh, and that's your click through rate. So, what are the factors that affect the click through rate? Your main image, your price, uh, you know, your, your uh, star rating and your reviews, your title, uh, badges, coupons, lightning deals, and if you're a prime FBA, you know, prime FBA or, or FBM. How the speed of your shipping. Those are the factors that affect it. So how's your click-through rate doing and and what from those factors can you improve can you improve like is it the main image uh did everyone's prices slowly go down and you weren't paying attention that's why we do market tracker because we want to know uh, how's everyone what's everyone else doing you know all of a sudden they start seeing that four or five competitors drop their prices over time guys i just want to br- bring up something if we're if we're priced at thirty five dollars and everyone else is at twenty nine ninety nine, this is going to be an issue. So don't tell me why is our Ecos higher, why is our PPC worse. Tell me why is our conversion rate on our click through worse? Because you know we're the only ones with a higher price. It used to be that we were decently priced or low priced. So they look into that now. Again, impressions turn into clicks and sessions. Click through rate, and then the sessions turn into sales. That's your conversion rate. So all of these are factors that also are affecting your advertising because it's the same people coming into the listing, um, you know, and we're trying our best to improve the, the cost of those people coming to the listing, you know, through efficiency of ads. But if your conversion rate goes from 10% to 20%, your ACoS just halved, hypothetically, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> if, if it was a reporting true, your ACoS would halve, um, but we know it's not. So uh, your ecos just have to, and your tacos just have to, because you know your cost of your advertising for the exact same hundred dollars you're spending to bring people into the listing, instead of doing five hundred in sales, you're now doing a thousand because double double the amount is converting. Yeah. So they understand that they they break it down and they understand all the deficiencies, and they're also looking at that metric um, when when it's like, hey, you know what what's going on, guys? Why is our uh, ROAS uh, going down? Total ROAS, or why is our profits going down? Well. It seems like our cost of traffic is the same. It was eighty five cents. It's now you know 86 cents, not a big change. but your conversion rate went from 18 percent to 12 percent. What oh. happened? Here's a competitive analysis. can you Can you figure out why the competitors you know why is this happening? Did the competitors change? Did something happen? Um, you know Or thanks to market tracker, are we still gaining market share? but the, the but the the seasonality is a little bit down. everyone's experiencing this except a few of maybe the big uh branded ones that are that are doing also external marketing, like for example like Yankee candle or liquid i v or Ultima or whatever those big brands yeah. that you know are, are are less resistant to seasonality because of their mm. you know, holistic like omni omni channel presence and i mean this that's kind of <laughs> that's the difference yeah. that's the difference between yeah. good good p p c and really good p p c
0: yeah and I think you allude to a change in the market, and I don't want to, you know, obviously answer it for you, but what you're talking about here are things that the Amazon seller of two, three years ago didn't even consider. You know, you run your auto campaign, you harvest your keywords and put them in a manual campaign, and that was kind of it. But, you know, this is marketing, right? You're talking about it from actually building a brand, building a business. Uh, you know, most Amazon sellers don't even know what uh, customer acquisition costs are. Like, what does that even mean, right? But you, these terms you're using, this is like the, the new way an Amazon seller has to think, right? The, the world of Amazon PPC is changing. Um, speak more to that, like over the last 12 months, how, how have things changed in the industry? How do sellers need to be flexible and prepare for the next 12, 24, 36 months?
1: yeah very good question um, I've been blessed that I invested sixty thousand uh, dollars in trying to make my brand work off of Amazon. I hired this incredible guy Clifton uh, his name's Clifton incredible marketer and he's the one that opened my eyes to the fact that uh, he's like listen man like here's the different things right we need to launch different uh, videos on facebook we have the creative we have the headline we have the call to action those are all factors once the people come into the listing we have the landing pages i'm going to split this different landing pages and then it got me thinking i'm like dude like that's how it works it works is who's the audience that's seeing you what are they seeing what you know how are they you know clicking are they are they enticed or not and then once they're in there you know, he would move the reviews up, move them down, do all these different things. And then we would split test which is the best landing page. And so that's what opened my eyes. And, and then I realized if you are now on Amazon and you're trying to, to dominate and win, it's no longer PPC. And then you have a listing. It's mm. it's continuous improvement on both. The goal of PPC is to drive as much traffic to your listing as cheap as possible. That's, that's the goal. How can I bring the maximum amount of people to the listing? There's two things, number one, you're gonna be as efficient as possible with your PPC, which is um, you know, look, look at look at all of your campaigns, look at the campaign structure, make sure that there's nothing being wasted. So if you have a campaign with 25 keywords and you see that there is 18 of those 25 are barely getting any sales, what's the point of keeping them in there? Pause them, put them in a new campaign, you know, one campaign, one ad group to keep the budget flowing smoothly. Um, a maximum of five keywords is what I found works better. Um, your budget has to be at least a hundred dollars a day. You can start with a lower bid so you don't spend the full hundred and work your way up. But if I see, uh, you know, 25, $30 budget a day, you're being, uh, you know, throttled. Amazon's saying, okay, you have $30, dollar dollar cost per click, you can get clicked on 30 times. So I'm gonna see, I'm gonna show you only a thousand times and be, you know, because I don't want you to waste your entire budget so quickly. As you grow your budget and you and you keep your bid low, you're showing up to the maximum available people, but at a certain position, it's a, maybe a lower position. And as you work your way up, you, you know you're seeing, you're gathering the data, you're saying, okay, at this position, you know I'm doing well. Um, Atomic is a phenomenal uh, tool for that because it can show you over time uh, the different bid changes, your different ecoses, which I don't think is, a, but they also show you the different sponsored rank positions. And so. all in one place in Atomic so you can say okay cool when I had this bid I was in this position and I converted the best Uh, and and then you can you know you can basically like start making decisions that way but Th- that's how you're, you're gonna be efficient with your ads is good campaign structure, constantly testing uh, different keywords and different product targets. Whatever works, double down, whatever doesn't work. So you know, going to, into the search term report, identifying keywords that are being clicked on and spending money with no sales, adding them as negatives. Or if the ACoS is incredibly high, uh, add as negative or lower the bid if it's an exact or a product targeting campaign. But if it's auto, broad, or phrase, or expanded ASIN, you can't really you know just lower the bid because it'll lower the bid for everything. Some could be performing well, others not. So just add negative to the stuff that's not doing well. And, and that's being efficient with your ads. You're, you know, you're trying to capture as many people as possible by launching as many keywords as possible and being efficient. But also the second part is how can you increase your organic ranking? uh you can do ranking campaigns single keyword campaigns broad phrase exact spend a ton of money track your organic rank your organic rank goes up now you have a a listing that's organically placed high and is generating traffic for you bringing people into the listing for free so that also is part of how can we drive as many people to the to the listing as cheap as possible that's the first part of ads and then the second part is you know based on our our listing in the in the search results how can we get more people who are, it's the same impressions. We have the same 100,000 impressions a day. How can we get more people to, to come into the listing? Go go to PickFu. Uh, go to Product Pinion, and st- and put your competitors, put yourself and start getting information as to why uh, people are, n- are not going to. We just did this with a celery powder. Um, I think it's called Paradise Naturals. And she sent me her product i'm like listen like let me be straight up with you your bottle looks ugly it looks fat and and short i i don't even know that this is celery let's do this make the bottle bigger like so it looks it's more of a square size and grow it so it covers the entire white space make lighter green delicious celery even though it's completely different uh, in real life it's shorter and dark green it doesn't matter it's a 3d render and make celery powder and vegan Mm. and organic super Big. she did that and all of a sudden to double the click-through rate for the exact same wow. marketing efforts we had we doubled the amount of people coming to the listing and at wow, the same yeah. conversion rate uh, the conversion rate improved too you know we couldn't really control that right to, to that level because the conversion rate was also dependent on the main image and this was one example she's now doing it with her other product which is a bone broth uh, a collagen bone broth so going to pick food product pinion figure out why people are clicking on your competition not you is it the price is it the reviews is it the main image is it the title your title is is all keyword stuffed and ugly and i can't understand it Try and fix that. One thing at a time, fix it, do another poll, do another poll, validate, then try it on Amazon. And that's continuously improving your click-through rate, and then do the exact same thing with the conversion rate. Go go and figure out what are all the other things, like the rest of the images, the video, the A-plus content, questions on your listing, the other videos that people are, you know, Amazon posts, virtual bundles, uh, coupons, discounts, price testing. All of those factors, and obviously reviews, will affect your conversion rate. Constantly have a plan to improve that, that's how Amazon marketing works in, in 2023 and, and beyond because now you understand it's a simple funnel, traffic and conversions. You're trying to attract mm-hmm. as many eyeballs as possible and you know it's a bodybuilding show in, in the search results. Everyone's standing next to each other and you're like, me, pick me, I'm the best one. And then you click on that, that one and then you go into the listing and you're like, okay, cool. In the listing, the people are trying to disqualify you. What what mm-hmm. can I find about your product that doesn't it doesn't work for me? Let's let's disqualify this product. And so if you can eliminate the disqualifications, if you can send sell your product through the images, if you have good reviews, good price, all of this stuff, and obviously you know test that stuff through data. Um, and again, the main metric there, you know one thing at a time. Keep your your ad spend the same. You know change your price and look at your profits. What happened to your profits? If your profits went up, you're good. You know that's good. Keep the new price. If your profits went down because You know, you uh, increased your price, conversion rate went down, but it went down too much. Then, you know, fix it back, bring it back. But if you're increasing your ad spend and you're lowering your price or increasing your price, you don't know what's causing what. So, one factor at a time. Be a scientist. Do something that's called a controlled experiment. Go look up a controlled experiment. (laughs) Think one factor at a time. And and um, you know that that's what I anticipate in you know 2023. It's only getting more sophisticated now. Here's one thing that I want to tell people to to be uh, aware of going into 2023 and 2024. Amazon is releasing more and more and more things, sponsored video, all of this stuff, Um, you know, custom uh, headline search ads, custom, custom images, um, all of the nice little analytics and all of this stuff. Let me tell you something that I discovered. We tested uh, a main image on manage my experiments, which does an AB test for your main image. And it said that my new image failed, even though a thousand people on, on picfu said that it won. I took that main image, I said, I don't believe you. And I ran it and the conversion rate and click through rate improved in, in real life. So be very careful of the data that Amazon's providing you. That's number one. They're giving you more and more stuff. But again, first principle thinking, can you prove to me that this data is accurate? And I know I know you can't when it's Manage My Experiments, you can't, uh, who, who knows? Maybe they just put the numbers there, right? Um, Amazon's a glitchy system. We're all getting screwed every day because of the glitches. And then number two is, as Amazon gets more sophisticated, don't fall into the shiny object syndrome. Sponsored brand, sponsored video. I've noticed that when I launch sponsored video, I spend $100 on, on a day on the videos. Uh, it shows a six X ROAS, $600 in sales. I look at my total sales and they are not changed. I'm like, how did I just spend a hundred more? And, and video says that it makes 600 more, but I look at my total sales and they're unaffected. And day after day after day, I'm like, something's not adding up. I killed the, the video. Again, I just saved a hundred dollars a day in ad spend with no effect affecting at all the, the total sales. And I realized, and, and this is something that me and Elizabeth Green are going to have a conversation about uh, on a podcast, which is, uh, you know, like uh, th- th- like the video, like, uh, you know, we've, we, all of these tools were given by Amazon, you launch them does not mean that they're always worth it. Now, when do mm-hmm. I use sponsored video, sponsored brand, all of this stuff, when you're protecting your brand name, use everything, you know, but, but, on, but otherwise, if you're going to launch a video on a keyword, launch the video, look at the, the increase in ad spend and look at the total sales increase. If you spent hundred dollars more uh, you know, on ad spend and and after launching the video and keeping everything the same, your total sales went up by four hundred dollars, that's a four X ROAS, that's good. If it went up by a hundred dollars, that's a one X ROAS. probably not that good. And then, you know, mm-hmm. people say, Well, video for brand awareness, all this stuff, that's cool. If you're a brand awareness person, you know, but ninety nine percent of my brands that we manage, they can't afford brand awareness. <laughs> they need, you know, return mm-hmm. on ad spend.
0: Yeah. It's crazy the amount of new placements that Amazon's bringing in, but it doesn't seem to be getting any cheaper. The costs still go up even with all these new placements. So it's interesting, you know, that you say about the the level of reporting and the accuracy of it. When you um, you talk about videos, obviously brand defensive videos on your own uh, sort of brand branded terms. Uh, outside of that, I know you're saying people should test it themselves, but in your experience, sponsored brand video, is that something that you tend to avoid now? or?
1: No, um, we we use sponsored brand video where our sponsored product ads and our organic ranking is low. We'll test uh, we'll test putting an, a video there, and it could have a uh, could have better results. So that's where where we we uh, still use sponsored video, but uh, and, and no, and, and there's a lot of other brands where we've launched video and it works very effectively because maybe that like product market, when they see the video, they're like they immediately bite, but. Yeah. Um, that the, you're only going to figure that out when you launch, you keep everything the same, launch the video, look at the total sales, and see what happens.
0: Yeah, you talked about placements there when you're low down. Um, is it placement still as important as it was getting to the top of uh, page one for conversion rate? Obviously, click through rates can be much higher, but does it impact conversion rate in the way that it used to?
1: Every single keyword and every single product is different, so um. There's no one rule that applies, and that's why it's iteration. So uh, Mm -hmm. if you have a campaign and you go look at the placement report and it says that your ROAS is a lot more on the top of the search, you can increase the the bid for top of search, uh, you know, bid by placement, and try and show up more there. And then look at the results. And if the results end up in that you have more total sales because your click-through rate is better at the top of the search and your ROAS is better, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Keep it. Um, but it, it, like we've seen keywords that do amazing in top of search. We've seen keywords that do bad in the top of the search. Um, so take it on a keyword by keyword basis. And I, I think you can, you can't do keyword. You have to do campaign. So I guess take it on a campaign by campaign basis.
0: Mm. Yeah, test everything. Um, yeah. You, we talked a little bit about campaign structure. You said five keywords uh, per campaign is what you're kind of working on at the moment. There are some that are big proponents of single keyword campaigns. I tried moving over everything over to single keyword campaigns recently. And it, honestly, it was so much work. I just I went back to uh, a more simplified structure. Um, did, is it product launches, you would use single keyword campaigns, just keyword ranking campaigns, um, single keywords? Yeah. Is there any other sort of structure insight you can give?
1: No, main main keyword main keywords, I would do single keyword campaign, uh, oh. uh, ranking campaigns, like when I'm trying to rank a, a keyword organically, I would do that. Other than that, it's it's okay. You know if you have like your your top main revenue uh, like top uh, top main like um, search uh, volume keywords in single keyword campaigns. I think that's fine. I think the other ones, you're okay doing multiple keywords per campaign, Mm -hmm. but really, again, I I don't have like something definitive. All I know is Mm -hmm. that when I put too many keywords in a campaign, I know that that I'm seeing some of those keywords generate a lot of sales and the other ones are not. And so that's, that's my indication that I have too many keywords in that campaign. I need Mm -hmm. to move them. Um, but, but like, what's the exact science behind it? I have no idea.
0: Yeah. For product launches and keyword ranking campaigns i don't know if it was just with other stuff you were saying but you mentioned about exact broad phrase match types Are you using them all at the same time for keyword ranking campaigns
1: yes i i use all match types all the time because they will generate different results and and um so you can have a if a keyword does well in an auto campaign for example i find a search term like electrolyte powder in the auto campaign does well i'll launch it for broad phrase and exact all three because I have no um like no no idea which one is gonna actually do well the exact one could Mm -hmm. do horrible the phrase could do amazing the broad could do okay and remember that the phrase and the broad are are bundles of keywords so i could launch all three exact does bad phrase there's four keywords that doing amazing five doing bad broad 10 keywords that are doing amazing three doing okay five doing bad if i add negatives to all the bad ones now the broad and the phrase are generating really good, you know, sales and the exact is not doing well. You know what I mean? So I just launch in all different ad types and I wait, uh, match types, and, and I wait until I get the data. And it's a, a search term by search term basis that I evaluate mm-hmm. each search term. If it's doing well, keep it. If it's not doing well, add it as a negative. And then eventually you end up with a clean, broad keyword that has all keywords doing well and the other, other one's not doing well.
0: And that's all in the same campaign.
1: Um, no, one campaign for broad, one for phrase, one for exact. Never, mm-hmm. mix, never mix match types. No.
0: Okay, that, and that's for uh, like just for keyword ranking campaigns or that's just generally? Generally, this plays? is generally.
1: Keyword ranking campaigns is just, so uh, because of search find buy, we know that your rank improves the more conversions you make on that keyword. Um, mm-hmm. And if you have related keywords that are converting, I think it also helps. Um, And so that's why I'm like, it's a single keyword campaign, one for broad, one for phrase, one for exact to give it the maximum amount of budget, Mm -hmm. to allow it to convert the most amount of times across as many related keywords as possible to increase the organic rank. That's the reason that we're, we're doing the single keyword campaigns. And that's the reason that we're separating them.
0: Yeah. Good. Um, We could talk about this stuff all all day, but I know you're a busy man. So um, just rounding up, finishing up, where do you see uh, Amazon PPC going next 12, 24, 36 months? Is the whole page going to be sponsored ads? What what are we going to see?
1: Yeah, I I think um, I don't see them uh, increasing uh, that much more when it comes to um, like uh, ad placements. What I do Mm. think is they are going to make a push for social shopping this i really have this big theory that they're going to have some sort of like merge of tiktok and and uh shopping amazon shopping and then you're going to type a uh, you know there's going to be maybe another tab that that like has videos short form and you're going to go in you're going to type in a keyword and it's going to show you okay here's the different products but in in video format like people using them you can click and and open up the product detail page you can swipe to the right and see more people who have posted about this product and um that's that's i really feel like that's how people consume content and that's how people make decisions my um my uh, fiance is five years younger gen z uh, and and her sisters and all of those, all of them are making decisions like through TikTok and, and reels. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how are you guys making decisions like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like stupid. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's <laughs> that's the generation, Gen Z. They're just like on on their TikToks and they type in a, a certain like. They're like best hairstylist in Los Angeles, and they literally are looking for a hairstylist in Los Angeles, and they're making their decisions based on that. So that's where I see the the future of of shopping a little bit. Uh, With PPC specifically, I don't see that many changes besides giving us a little bit more control. I think Amazon wants to put all PPC software essentially out of business. Um, Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're giving us more and more and more control. And Mm -hmm. the only thing that the softwares are going to be good for is if you believe that they actually have like AI and they make decisions and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you if you really understand the software uh, or if you really understand Amazon advertising and you just want to have control and be able to do things at scale. Uh, like look at Facebook man you, you don't you don't need a software uh, an, an AI software for Facebook no Facebook marketer uses AI so mm. if you're wondering where is, is Amazon heading it's heading towards Facebook and Google 's level of sophistication inside of the the like uh, you know campaign manager and uh, there's gonna be no, no longer uh, use for software uh, you know uh, they can, you can probably, they have budget rules. You can probably start creating negative rules and bidding rules and all of these things over time. Uh, so that's what I see coming up in the future and, and less and less need for uh software.
0: Mm, Fusty prediction, I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, feel, I you know, I mean, it, it is what it is, but like, um, that's if you look at the trend, they're giving us the targeting tab, which allows mm. us to change. Uh, you know, uh, like all of our, our keywords like this, you know, you can, you can create filters and and make changes, uh, and, and, and so on and so on. So some software is going to be great for like the super users. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we still operate in Google sheets. We still have, you know, we're still looking at patterns and trends and making decisions as a human being, uh, versus like a black and white decision.
0: Mm. Hats off to you, man. Those bulk files are uh, they're a pain. They can uh, once you get used to them, I'm sure they're uh, easy. Yeah, to they're very very. easy. through yeah. it. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, where can people find out more about you, about the agency, um, if they want to find out more?
1: Yeah, um, my name is Mina Elias M I N A space E L I A S. LinkedIn, that's where you can message me pretty easily. Instagram at the Mina Elias. You can also uh, you know ask me any question there. The website is called TriviumCo.com. T-R-I-V-I-U-M-C-O.com. If you go there, we do a a full audit and consultation. So basically, you can fill out the form um, and we'll go through every single part of your Amazon advertising campaign, audit it, see what's wrong, how it can be improved, and then tell you exactly what to do to improve it. So you don't even need to hire us. You can do it all yourself. But if you're a CEO and and, uh, you don't want to spend your days doing PBC, that's when you should probably hire us.
0: Very cool. Did you pronounce your name like that just to make me feel better, or did I actually get it right at the start of the episode? No, no,
1: no. You, you got it perfect, man. Mina Lies. That's it. Yes. Come it on. was good. It was
0: good. So good. Yeah. So good. Awesome. Well, we'll leave all of those links in the, uh, the show notes, the description below. Mina, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate you taking the time out. Been very informative and, uh, yeah, excited to see where the agency and everything goes over the coming years.
1: My pleasure, man. Love it. Thank you for having me, Ben. Good stuff.
0: My pleasure. Good stuff. Well, thanks guys for listening. Hope you got lots out of that episode. Connect with Mina, check out Trivium Co and get them to run your ads. There's no doubt they will do a great job and we will see you in the next episode real soon.